What's up, everybody? This is Benny's with Benny coming to you from the Ring of Fire, the also evergreen state home to Bigfoot rain and great wine, Washington. How you folks doing today? I hope you're staying home, staying safe, and staying healthy. I know that we are in the midst of this shelter in place here in our state and various others. I believe we just extended it until May 2nd. Don't quote me on that, but I think that was the date. Uh, it's been a been a fun ride. Been a very fun ride having to find things to do here while uh, while not being able to do anything essentially. <laughs> um, playing a lot of Xbox, doing a lot of doing a lot of chores around the house, and getting caught up on things I never thought I'd have time to do. So it's been pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I appreciate you folks tuning in for last week's episode. Those of you that did, I really do appreciate it. Thanks for the constant support. Uh, this week's episode was actually a request on behalf of a friend of mine who uh, recently went belt shopping, and uh, it was uh, kind of sparked the idea, I guess I shouldn't say request, it sparked the idea for me to, to make an episode regarding this. Uh, they, uh, he or she recently went belt shopping, I don't have their permission to talk about them, so I don't want to, but they recently went belt shopping, and uh, they realized they've gained a few ilbs since, uh, since being in the quarantine, not being able to go to the gym and do things. So I wanted to talk about insecurities, something we haven't really talked about on this show, um, you know, we, we've, we've touched on it briefly here in, in the, the episode that I talked about competition, the ex- episode I talked about, um, you know, journaling a little bit. I, I talked about, you know, writing things down that you want to work on and all that. And, and, you know, I, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to just touch base on it here when we do have so much time to kind of reflect within ourselves and, and, and improve kind of how we see one another and how we see ourselves most importantly. Um, you know, that, that old saying goes to show where, you know, you can't help somebody else if you're not helping yourself. So, uh, I, I just wanted to spend some time this week here talking about exactly what I mean by insecurities, kind of where they stem from, what we can do. Um, I, I want to give a huge shout out to a gentleman by the name of Dr. Robert Firestone. I've used his method in the past myself, this thing called voice therapy, where I will kind of walk you through it here as we as we get started, um, you know, after I kind of explain where insecurities stem from and whatnot. But he has a, a very interesting, um, very interesting approach to insecurities, essentially tackling them within yourself before you tackle them with with, uh, you know, w- w- with the source of the problem, I should say. Uh, so I hope you folks enjoy it as much as I do. And it turns out insightful as much as it was for me. But uh, first off, I want to start things off with the old Benny's with Benny fashion and providing you a definition for for what an insecurity is. Now, using my good old source, the Oxford Dictionary, we found out that an insecurity is uncertainty or anxiety about oneself or lack of confidence within oneself. Now, we see some residual themes there, folks. Uh, you know that I've done an episode on uncertainty and why we're kind of afraid of change as human beings, and it's interesting that our insecurities stem from that very fact. We are kind of in- insecure or afraid of what we don't know about one, or, you know, our- ourselves. We, we're kind of human beings, and I, if you've ever seen the Twilight series, you know that Edward Cullen has the ability to read minds. There's a few other uh, other movies and, and, and shows and whatnot. I just watched Twilight recently with my fiance. Don't judge me. Um, and I think that's where, where a lot of these things stem from folks. We don't really get to see what people actually think about us. Um, you know, and, and, and words can only go so far and words can do a lot of damage to somebody when they're, when they're feeling down or when they're already insecure about something. So we really want to be careful when speaking to people here about kind of how we're addressing things that, that they open up to us about, or, you know, just in general, not being mean to people. Cause you'll see once I get into the meat of this here, where insecurities stem from is, 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 is shocking. I mean, it's not shocking. I should say it's, 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 
I guess I should say it is shocking with the fact that a lot of this stuff stems from the fact that it starts from how people talk to us and how people interact with us. Um, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and get started with just kind of a breakdown of, of what we what, what I have done in my, my, my spare time here and, and research kind of where insecurities stem from and what exactly this means. Number one, folks, actually, why people, uh, you know, admit to having an insecurity is, is due to past criticisms. And believe it or not, this actually stems from the parents, from household interactions. Um, I don't know how many of you out there are parents or how many of you are out there are kids with parents who tell you things, but negative things, I should say. Um, but it says that oftentimes kids become insecure about things that are brought up by their parents. So, you know, lack of athletic ability, lack of academic ability, lack of, you know, uh, ability to do something correctly the first time or whatever it may be, comparisons to, to the parents' actions and the parents' life and the child's life and the parents, uh, the, the child's abilities and whatnot. Now, it's important to realize, folks, we all have to experience everything in our lives for ourselves. Um, you know, I, I come from a family where my dad was a, a really big athlete when he was growing up. So as a kid, when I was growing up, it was always my dad would beat me in any sport we'd ever play. And I mean, he would beat me terribly. And it, he wouldn't do it out of spite to show me that he's better than I am. But I was just such a bad athlete, believe it or not, folks, where I couldn't hold my weight at all, uh, you know, in, in any kind of sport. But through time, you know, and, and obviously when I hit, you know, puberty and got a little bit in shape and hit the gym a little bit, it turned out that it wasn't necessarily me that was struggling with it because of my weight. And it was just a lack of skill. You know, as you grow older, as you get older, as you experience more of these things, you know, you, you play more sports, you do do whatever it is that you're, you're kind of falling behind in practice, essentially, you get better at it. And then somebody who's really good will have a harder time beating you at something. Uh, you know, as was the case with me and my dad whenever we'd play play basketball one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but but moving on from that here, what, what I'm trying to get, get back on here is the criticism aspect of this, folks. We have the power to influence somebody's day for the better every day that we interact with them. Every time we speak to somebody, we have the ability to make them feel better about themselves or make them feel worse about something that they've done. Now, I'm not saying go out there and, 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 you know, give praise to somebody who's done something wrong and some done something terrible, but be careful with how you talk to folks because, believe it or not, the, the, the second reason why people, you know, build these insecurities, it kind of stems with hand in hand, is the past criticisms and, and the negative self-image that is gained through interactions with others. Now, this is, you know, where I'm going to get into that voice voice therapy session here by, by Dr. Robert Firestone, which is, you know, it was enlightening even for myself when I was dealing with some things that I wasn't really uh, accepting of, I should say. Um, the negative self-image here, folks, that stems from how people talk to you about things that you're already kind of insecure about. You know, it, it stems from like when, you, when you're when you going for home for the holidays and, you know, a family member says, hey, have you been gaining some weight? Or, hey, have you gotten in shape? And then you start thinking, was I ever out of shape? I mean, what is this guy talking about? This girl talking about whatever it may be. Folks, it's, it's important to remember that although you should let people's opinions and thoughts affect who you are slightly, you shouldn't live live your life by what somebody else wants you to do. Uh, you shouldn't live your life by, by trying to you know, trying to, trying to get better for yourself because somebody else wants you to, um, you know, I've talked about this, in, you know, this stuff here, even with me, with my smoking, why it was so hard for me to give it up? Well, you know, because my fiance wanted me to do it and then I, how it took some self-reflection from my standpoint to get there. Um, you know, 
what people tell you, oftentimes they don't really mean. You know, when somebody calls you stupid, when somebody says you're never going to have friends, when somebody calls you fat, you know, those are all things that are, I don't want to say superficial, but they say just to just to get past a, a speed bump, if you will. You know, they, they don't want attention towards themselves. They don't want to focus on themselves. In a sense, they're secure about themselves, so they just throw it onto you to make you look even worse and avoid attention on them. Um, so stop stop listening to those kind of people, folks. You know, the, the negative self-imagery here and the, and the criticisms of others, don't, don't do it. I know that's easier said than done, but hopefully when I get into the meat of this, you'll, you'll understand how we can kind of work on it. Um, and then, so, so with the, the past criticisms and the negative self-image, oftentimes insecurities stem over social media, believe it or not, social media platforms and comparisons of yourself to somebody else who's doing a lot more than you are in your life, who's, who's a lot more successful than you are in your life. If, and I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm saying that oftentimes a lot of people, you know, will base success off of money and the kind of car they drive, whether or not they're married, whether or not they have a house and all that jazz. That's not important folks. You, you, you don't, you know, I, I've talked about it before on my show. Success isn't measured the same way by everybody else. My success and definition for success is probably different than, than yours who are listening to this right now. So stop comparing yourself and, and we'll kind of get in the habit of, of uh, get in the habit. We'll, 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 we'll explain to you how exactly to, to get in the habit uh, of not trying to compare yourself to people here, you know, when you see what they're doing with their lives over social media. Um, and then the last but not least, your why insecurity stem when you combine the past criticism and the criticism of others, the, the negative self-imaging here that you receive because of how other people interact with you and the comparisons of, of things that you see on social media, whether or not it's you know Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, is is not accepting things about us, folks. What what this ultimately stems down to is is we get to a point where we see. You know, even for, for instance, I'll, I'll use an example for me. We'll we'll see somebody who who is who is in shape, ripped, and and, and buff, and and all this, and they're getting hella comments and, and hella likes and all this, and people are commenting, oh my God, you look so great. And then if I was to take a selfie with the shirt off or, you know, take a picture with my shirt off and expose my dad bod, people would be like, okay, why did he just do that? You know, I don't care what people think personally. Like, I, I'm fine to do that. Obviously, I'm not just going to take a shirtless picture of myself. But if I'm at the beach and somebody snaps a picture of me, I'm not running over there and saying, hey, don't put that on Facebook or whatever. Um, it's important to, to, to realize folks that a lot of, a lot of our insecurities do stem from outside interactions. They stem from outside stimuli, essentially things that, that, that influence our insecurities. But at the end of the day, it, it's, it's us who carry that insecurity. And one of the things that, that, that really helped me get over mine was the fact that I just became accepting of what people think is not, what people think is wrong with me. Um, you know, I know that I don't, I don't wake up in the morning, leave my house and try to ruin somebody's day. I know that I don't, I don't wake up in the morning and leave my house trying to be the fastest human being on the planet, trying to be the most buff human being on the planet, trying to be the richest person in the world. I leave, you know, I leave my house in the morning with the intention of trying to make everybody's day the best that I can. Uh, I leave, I leave my house in the morning with as good a sense of humor as I can carry that day. And, 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 you know, the, the thickest skin I, I, I say, I should say I, I can put on. Because I, I just really don't 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 see a point in, in stressing about what others think of me when I know that my intentions behind what I'm doing aren't harmful. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't go out there. I don't I don't try to do things to 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 affect others negatively. I mean, do I roast people? Do I make jokes? Yeah, with my close friends, of course, we all do. Um, you know, but I don't I don't go out there and, and and genuinely try to ruin somebody's day and make them feel insecure about something. Um, so, so now that we've kind of spent, you know, 10, 10, 10 full minutes here talking about what exactly insecurities are and where they kind of stem from, I, I really want to take a moment and, and explain what this voice therapy is 
by uh, Dr. Robert Firestone. He hasn't paid me to say this. He has never even met me. I've never even met him. I, I've just followed his studies a lot regarding what he calls voice therapy. Now, voice therapy is is very interesting for and it, and it worked for me a lot. Uh, primarily because you know when, when you're like, like I said, when you're exposed to in, in insecurity. Oftentimes it has to do with the fact that somebody said something to you uh, regarding a certain situation or, or, or a certain object, a certain, you know, subject, whatever it may be. Um, and essentially what voice therapy does is is it has you vocalize what it is that you're insecure about in the second person, if that makes sense. So, for instance, for me, I used to have a really big problem when somebody would call me an idiot, it wasn't like where I would get physical and I would get angry and get in a fight, but it would really make me feel insecure because I don't think I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I know how uh, awkward that sounds when you say it about yourself. But so, you know, using using Dr. Robert Firestone's essentially voice therapy, how, how it would work is I would go home, let's say, after a long day and, and somebody called me an idiot that day or whatever it is that, that's kind of bothering me and causing me to feel insecure about myself. And I would write it down in what he calls the second person, not just something he calls a second person. That was a mistake on my part. But essentially, you would write it down in the second person. So you would write down whatever it is that made you feel insecure, whatever phrase that was said. You'd write it down in the second person. Um, for instance, you know, I, I said that I have trouble, you know, say somebody called me an idiot. I'd write down, Ben, you are an idiot. You will never be successful. And essentially what, what this does is it helps you separate kind of these attacks by seeing them as an external enemy instead of your, your real point of view. Um, it's, it's one of those things that, that it can be very emotional depending on what exactly it is that your insecurity is and, and what somebody said to you. But it really helps you separate you from the insecurity, if that makes sense. Now, when you're proceeding to step two here, the kind of the, the, uh, the step two out of the five-step process is you want to start to think and talk about the 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 reactions um you know you have kind of to these mean thoughts you want to you want to really write down why this makes you feel so bad what past experiences or relationships or or or, or you know whatever encounters caused you to feel so insecure and then when you write them down you really want to separate them from kind of the phrases and and, and the attack if you want to call it by by seeing it as 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 kind of an attack on the situation and not on yourself. Um, you want to see it as kind of a separation between the phrase and you, so you can really digest what is being said to you. And, and that's where the emotion kind of comes into it, because it depends on what's being said and, and how you feel about the subject. That can really trigger you. But if you have the ability to sit down and be like, hey, somebody called me an idiot today, but I'm not. I mean, I have a college degree and, and you know, I'm actually educated. And I'm not saying that education breeds intelligence, but you, 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 get, you guys get what I'm getting at. But you want to be able to sit down and be like, here's what I've accomplished in my life to prove this wrong. You know, you, you really want to, you really want to sit down and be like, that phrase has nothing to do with me. And now when you're able to do that, like I said, depending on what was being said to you and how you feel about it, it, it might be harder to do. But when you're able to separate yourself from that phrase, you really want to start and, and, and kind of think about the reaction you had when it was being said to you directly. Um, did it remind you of somebody specific or something specific from the past? Um, you really want to try to find the relationship between the, the phrase, the, the insecurity, and, and your early life that helped shape that insecurity and strengthen it. And once you do that, like I said, once, once, once you can separate you from the problem and identify where it stems from, you can kind of relieve yourself by saying, hey, that wasn't true. And, and maybe that was true at some time in my life. And maybe that was a part of me at some point, but I've grown from that. And you can really experience 
you know, what, what, what I, I believe Dr. Firestone calls uh, self-compassion in, in, in rejecting kind of those, those statements when somebody says them to you because they're not who you are anymore or, or they're not accurate reflections of, of where you are or who you are in life. Um, you know, it's really important to be able to do that. Like I said, identifying where it comes from, looking at the, 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 the attack, the phrase, the, the insecurity apart from yourself and, and seeing that, that there isn't really one. Um, now those are kind of the first two steps to take. And, and, and Dr. Firestone says that step three here is, is going to be the hardest because it, it involves standing up to those long held beliefs and insecurities that you have, because it's one of those things that even if we identify where this insecurity stems from and we identify that we've grown from it, it doesn't necessarily mean that we've gotten over it. And getting over it is the hardest, hardest, hardest thing to do regarding an insecurity. So his idea of kind of writing this down in the second person has to do with the fact that you can focus on it away from yourself. You're not like, oh, Ben is an idiot. You're just saying you are an idiot. You're looking at that phrase and then, you know, you're doing that self-reflection. And when it comes to standing up to it, you're responding to it in a way that he calls, he calls friendly compassion, where you're responding to it as you would if your friend came up to you and said, hey, somebody called me an idiot today. How would you, you know, how would you talk to your friend? What would you say to your friend, to your brother, sister, mom, dad, wife, husband, you know, partner, whatever. How would you make them feel better about themselves? And write that down. Write the exact phrase down. Don't use names. Just write that exact phrasing down. You know, resp respond to it the way you would to a friend w with compassion and kindness and, and, you know, add rational and realistic statements about who they really are or who you really are, essentially, to that phrase. Now, you really want to start making a, a connection between, you know, I guess once you're able to do that, you want to start making a connection between your present day behaviors and, and why those are still bothering, you know, why those attacks are still bothering you. Is it, is it something that is being said to you just out of spite? Is it something that is being said to you on a daily basis from your partner, from your parent? You know, is it something that, that is always going to trigger an insecurity and you want to focus on what areas, I guess, this insecurity is, is most influential. Essentially, where are you most exposed to aspects of this insecurity? Work, relationship, uh, home, you know, whatever, gym, ordering takeout, a car meet, whatever it is that may be, where kind of, uh, where you're being exposed to, to feeling most insecure. And, and once you can do, once you can separate yourself from the problem, find a way to respond to it in a friendly manner and identify kind of where you're experiencing it the most in life, in, in what aspect of your life, I should say, you're most insecure. You know, the, the final steps involves just making a plan to change the behavior. You know, if your insecurity is rejection, if your insecurity is feeling like an idiot, if your insecurity is feeling like whatever, you know, whatever, do something to change it, but not dramatically. Don't, don't look at yourself and say that I need to change this because I am an idiot. No, it's, it's changing the aspect of that uh, as, as Dr. Firestone calls it, self-destructive behavior, essentially the, the, the behavior that you're not okay and not everything is right with you. You really want to separate yourself from the problem. Look at it and say that I'm completely fine how I'm at and, and where I'm at, excuse me, and, and how I am, but what can I do to avoid situations that makes me feel like less of a human being or less than I actually am? That's what you need to change. You don't need to change yourself. You need to change how to, how you encounter those areas of that insecurity. Um, you know, he always says, you know, he says, and, and like I've talked about it before, it's not an easy process because you really need to identify where exactly this insecurity stems from, how you would respond to it, how you feel when you feel it and what you can do to avoid it. But when you're avoiding it, you're not running away from it. You're just 
separating yourself from that issue because it doesn't exist. There isn't, there isn't one with you. It's just situations that lead up to it that make you feel that way. And, you know, it's not something that's going to vanish overnight, folks. It's not something that's going to, that's going to disappear immediately. You're not going to wake up one morning and be like, you know what? I'm okay with everything about me. No, I'm, I'm 23 years old and I still work, work on it on a day-to-day basis when I'm told something at work or at home or whatever that doesn't sit right with me. I take, I take a second and, and I write it down and, and I look at it and I'm like, okay, what is being said here? Is this true about me? And then I realize it's not. And how do I correct it? I just avoid situations like that. I mean, I, I don't need to be around a group of people that call me an idiot. I know I'm not. You know, will it happen? Yeah, it will. Will, will there always be somebody who's going to, you know, display road rage and drive by me and flip me off and call me an idiot? through the window? Yeah, of course that's going to happen in my life at some point. But the more I separate myself from encounters like that and separate myself from the people that bring me down and, and the situations that bring me down, the better I'm going to feel about myself. You know, when I was talking about it here with the social media comparisons and what's all going on, we're, we're sitting there and we're looking at this kind of from a standpoint of, oh my God, my life needs to be exactly where this person's is. And that's not true, folks. We, we all grow up with different circumstances. We all grow up in different settings with, with you know, exposures to various different things. It's not your fault essentially with where you're at in life. You know, some life coaches out there will tell you, yeah, it is you. It's, it's all your fault. You have the will and power to change anything about you. And you do. I stand for that. And I agree with that. But it is not your fault if you weren't born into a millionaire family. It's not your fault if you can't have a 4.0 GPA because you have to work two jobs to support your family or whatever it is that may be. You know, it, it's, we work the best we can with what we have and you have to accept that. You know, I, I gave you kind of that, that explanation of, of voice therapy. Sorry if I, I butchered it up, but you folks should definitely look it up if it sounded at least interesting. Uh, it, it, like I said, it's just type in voice therapy by Dr. Robert Firestone and you can kind of read into it a little bit. Um, it does help. I mean, I, I've used it. I, I've used it when I was approaching my fiance the first few times and, and things would go south. I would just sit down and I'd be like, okay, is it me or is it the situation that's that's causing this? And I, you know, more often than not, it's the situation. It isn't me. I mean... And you, you want to, you want to separate yourself from that folks, because you're going to get a lot stronger and you're going to feel a lot better about yourself. Uh, you know, I mentioned my friend who was going to buy, buy a belt and you know, he was like, Oh, I've gained some pounds. Or she was like, I've gained some pounds. It doesn't matter folks. I mean, a few pounds isn't going to kill you here in the long run. I mean, we're all in quarantine and things aren't, aren't looking up as of now, but we got to think they're going to look up and, and go for a walk, do something to, you know, monitor what, what's going on. You, you have the right, you have the power to, to, to kind of change where you are and what you're doing. Um, you know, so some things that I, I, I kind of, I guess I, I want to wrap this up with is, is how I focus on, on, on eliminating insecurities when they stem even from myself, because I have them. Everybody does. I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid to think that, that we don't, I, I guess an insecurity is like, you know, like your favorite cake. Everybody has their favorite type of cake or favorite type of dessert. But not everybody's, you know, favorite dessert is the same. And we all have our reasons why it's that and rarely ever will it change. But it's, it's something that we can change if we want to and nobody can change for us. Securities are the same way. I mean, just because somebody came up to you and said vanilla cake is the best kind of cake you can eat, you're not going to take their word for it. I mean, if you like chocolate cake more than vanilla, you're not going to change your mind. So keep in mind, folks, I mean, everybody's going to have insecurities and, and, and we're always going to be exposed to them. We're always going to have them. But we can work on identifying them and, and removing ourselves from situations that bring them up. And then ultimately what's going to happen is when you're removed from situations that stem those insecurities, you're going to just feel better about yourself. And, and when it does come up, you're going to learn not to be bothered by it. You know, it, it's, it's all about self-acceptance and, and, you know, going into kind of how, how I, I, I deal with it is, is that I always start with the self, self, self-acceptance, if you want to call it self-approval. Do I like how I look right now physically? 
No. Do I want to get in shape? Yes. Is it such a big insecurity to me to where I'm not going out and I'm not wearing certain types of... No, it's not that big of a deal. I know that I could be a lot healthier and a lot more in shape, but it's not something that I'm making my life revolve around because I'm, I'm perfectly fine with the way I look right now. Do I know I could look better? Yeah. I mean, but I'm not, I'm not sitting here and like, oh my God, I had a can of soda today. That's, you know, 76% of my added sugar daily, whatever you want to call it. No, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm trying to take it slowly and work on it at my pace instead of somebody else's. Self-approval, folks, is, is the most important thing you can do for yourself to where if your parent, your partner, your wife, your husband, your brother, your sister, your friends, your teacher, whoever, your boss tells you something and you, you can look at them and just be like, you're not right about what you're saying. You know, that, that's where I am when somebody calls me an, an idiot or somebody says I'm stupid. I'm like, I don't argue with them because I'm just like, I know what they're saying isn't who I am. I've, I've separated myself from that insecurity of feeling stupid. You know, I, I don't, I don't give it any attention and that's where you want to be. You know, that, that approval with yourself to just know that, oh, Hey, I'm not an idiot or Hey, I'm not fat or yeah, maybe I'm a little overweight, but I'm not, it's not a detriment to me. So why the hell does it bother you? You know, things like that to where it's, you feel confident and strong to stand and stand up and behind yourself when nobody else will, that that'll help you get over it. Um, number two, stop comparing yourself to people, folks. I mean, stop. Like if there's something I could tell you that even earlier on drove me insane was trying to compare myself to where everybody else was at my age. Don't, I mean, there's really no point We're we're not, we're not running a, we're not running a race to see who's going to finish first. I mean, we're, 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 we're running at our own pace folks. I mean, we're, we're living life the way we want to. Could I have saved up all my money and been moved out and owned a house? Yeah, I probably could have. Do I hate how I've spent my life thus far? No, I don't. I mean, like I said before, we we're all exposed to certain circumstances and, 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 you know, experiences that kind of shape where we get in life and what we do, but it doesn't mean that we should stem our insecurities about who we are and what we do for somebody else, especially the physical ones, folks. I mean, th those always blow my mind when somebody's like, that person is way more in shape than I am, or, or that person has, you know, bigger calves or, or whatever, I, I, you know, for the ladies, you know, bigger upper body area or bigger lower body area, whatever. Don't let that stuff bother you. I mean, first off, if you're with somebody who makes you feel like whatever you have and, and whoever you are is less than what they need, leave them immediately. Nobody should be abusing you like that. that, that that's, a, that's, that's emotional abuse, folks. I mean, People should not be not not be able to not 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 be able to have the power over you to make you feel like you're less than what you are. And if somebody is telling you that hey you need to lose weight or hey you need to gain weight or hey you need to change this or that, leave them. Those aren't people you want to be spending the rest of your life with. Believe me. I mean, you know, the, the comparisons is 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 really not not healthy for you. The, the, the standards that we're setting for ourselves is, is, is not great. I mean, we don't want to, we don't want to be like, Oh, the ideal body is somebody who has 8% of body fat and a six pack and is shredded. No, you know, we need to, we, we need to, what I call practice the love. And, and that's actually my step three. After you, you stop comparing yourself to everybody, start loving everybody folks. I'm not saying love them for, for everything they do, but I'm saying Show them love first before you show them hate. Because oftentimes when we see somebody that, that's above us or better than us, the first thing we want to do is say something to them that's going to make them feel belittled or less than they are. But no, like you got to you gotta appreciate where everybody is in life, folks, even yourself. I mean, give yourself some love for, for making it this far. You woke up in the morning and you were smart enough to, to tune into my, my channel and see what I had to blabber about for half an hour. I mean, pat on the back there. 
love, you know, love, folks. Like, I know how corny that sounds, but but show some compassion. Like, take a deep breath and realize that everything is going to be fine. You have a roof over your head. You have something to eat. And even if you don't, you will. Keep pushing for it. I mean, like I said, we're, we're, we're not running a race. This isn't who gets there first and that's the most successful person. No, circumstances are different for everybody. Now, now, when you when you when you get to that point, folks, you know, and and I, I guess the fourth thing I, I want to touch on that that I always get, I, I I honestly, if there's anything I ever say to somebody that I always get the most pushback on is, you know, when, when I said earlier, me and and my body with how I look, yeah, do I have a little bit of extra ilbs? I do, of course. Am I insecure about it? No. Do I live my life revolving around it? No. Was there a time that I did? Yes. And people always tell me, oh Ben, you failed. You know, like you're done because you're okay with being overweight. I'm perfectly fine with being overweight. Yeah, I'm not going to live my life based on how my body looks. You know, acceptance, folks, doesn't mean failure. And and that's what I'm getting at. You know, oftentimes people be like, oh, you're telling people who are genuinely, you know, obese and who might, you know, get have, you know, uh, harmful health effects down the road from it to, to, to just be okay with where they're at. I am telling them to be okay with where they're at because I'll tell you one thing. It's a lot easier to get up and go to the gym when you feel better about yourself and proud of yourself for going there than going there because you need to lose weight because somebody called you fat. You know, it's a lot easier to go to the gym and a lot easier to get up in the morning and do something for somebody when they show you why you should. The compassion behind it is is is, is what's real, not 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 the the benefit. I mean, folks, there, there's people who are who really can't do anything about that. I mean. Yeah, would it be great for everybody to be in shape? Yes, it would. Can everybody be? No. I mean, even for me for myself, if I'm working 50, 60 hours a week, the last thing I want to do when I get off work is go to the gym. But do I force myself to go? I did when it was open. I mean, now that we're in quarantine, I can't. But it's one of those things, folks, where, where you want to let people know that it is fine for them to accept where they are in life and who they are in life and make them feel accepted by you, make them feel loved. And then when they're your friend, when, when they see that you don't have a harmful intent behind what you're saying, encourage them to be better for themselves. Sit down with them and let them know, hey, you know what? Let's let's hit the gym together. Let's go for a walk. Let's 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 try to get this under control. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but let's try to make us healthier. Let's try to let's try to work for a common goal that sets us up for success in the long run. And people are are more likely to comply than if you were just like, hey, you're fat and you need to go to the gym and work out. No. Like, no. You know, Sorry, I went on a rant there, but you know, folks, it's it's really important. Insecurities always always stem something for me because you know, like I said, we all grow up with them and we're all exposed to them, but we don't want to let them control our lives. And it's okay to have them, but don't let them control who you are or where you are. And and if you're experiencing them because of a certain friend group or certain job or certain parent or whatever, avoid them. And I'm not saying run away from them. I'm saying just know you're better than that. I mean, there's no point in sitting in a toxic relationship or friendship or family meeting or whatever. Somebody doesn't make you feel good about yourself and you know you're better than what they're telling you, let them go. I mean, especially when it comes to dating, folks. I mean, I, I hear stories all the time of people, oh, my boyfriend wants me to do this. My girlfriend wants me to look this way. They want me to leave. Nobody in this world should have the right to tell you how you need to look other than yourself. I mean, it's just not right. So I hope you folks learned something interesting today. I hope you realize that even with this quarantine stuff, if those few extra elves do pack on, you're completely fine. They will come back off. Just take some determination, some love, and self-acceptance. Don't sit there crying about it. Don't sit there worrying about it. Life will get back on track. Um, I really do appreciate your guys' support. Uh, you know, I, I honestly, when I wake up in the morning, I don't feel like doing this. I like to sit back down, and I'm like, you know what? I'll do it for those five, six people who, who sent me a message or who gave me a like on, on Spotify or whatever it is. 
So I appreciate it, folks. Uh, thank you immensely. And I hope this, uh, hope you're staying home. Hope you're staying safe. And I hope this quarantine gets over so we can go outside and enjoy life like we used to. Much love, y'all, and take care.